0: One thing about him is that he always tries to do what's right. Like even he doesn't really take sides in the sense that when he feels like his government, the U S military or shield or whoever is his boss isn't doing things right. He will leave them. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of the conflict of civil war, even a little bit in winter soldier of the people he thought were on his side actually aren't. So he's willing to ditch everything for his moral code. And that's, that's what makes him attractive in his own sense. And then, I didn't mean attractive, as in Chris Evans is <laughs> fit and handsome. I <laughs>
1: mean... <laughs> Hello there. Don't have a good day. Have a great day. Talk me, Goose. I'm steal the Declaration of Independence. Why so? so, so. World. how do do this all
0: day? Are you watching closely? Welcome, everybody, to the One Eyed Film Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Mossberg, and today I got Zach with me. We're going to be talking about Captain America and how he is... Here's the, here's the title that I think the audience has already seen. Holiest Hero. What do you think of that? Interesting. Interesting. Captain America, and we'll get into it in a lot more depth, but to give you a premise, Captain America is one of those characters who has the moral code that we are attracted to, whereas Iron Man was... It kind of found his way and learned from his mistakes. Captain America is already good and that's kind of the moral conversation from the first avenger movie is just i i need a good man and we we can talk about that more but that is steve rogers a good man and that's why i i'm I'm titling this episode a holy hero i know i know it's a little bit clickbaity
1: but i like it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i think some of the best heroes just kind of their motives and who they are can be summed up in one word like for batman it's vengeance superman mm. is hope spider-man's responsibility i would say iron man's redemption and it took me a while. i was thinking about this today and i think the word that i would do for captain america is loyalty mm. i think mm. that's kind of his number one principle what okay. do you think about that what is he loyal to His principles and kind of a little guy, I would say, too, and just Mm. people in general.
0: I would say you said the word principles. I would say his word might be principle. Out of principle, Uh, he will do this. And that's his version of good and true. Like we as Christians have that understanding of truth and goodness and beauty and what the moral truth is that is written on each of our hearts by our creator if again fictitious character if Steve Rogers were to be a real person he would have that same moral code written on his heart he just doesn't attribute it to the God of the Bible that we believe in so that's why I in his worldview I would say it's probably principle or something along those lines it is interesting to have a character who is morally good and you can always bet on him to make the right decision to not have the basis of the gospel and jesus the closest we get i suppose is one of my favorite lines from the avengers movie the first one where he says there's only one god man
1: and i'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that
0: (laughs) that gives us a little hint i mean he's from the he, he grew up in the 30s and 40s so that it was kind of the, the Bible thumper preacher at the pulpit type of era where everyone was a Christian. You, you had some sort of foundation in the Bible. Mm. And so we can assume that he was a part of that. Doesn't seem like he's a practicing Christian at all, but that's that's the standard of moral good. And I think that line that's played for laughs is actually very important to his character to understand that mm. that may be where he actually gets his goodness from, his his moral accuracy. And again, maybe he doesn't attribute that to the Bible, but That seems to be a good middle ground, I guess. Like if he's good and we understand good, then we can understand that he might have that foundation.
1: The creator of Captain America, Jack Kirby, was Jewish, and I think you know him and Stan Lee are responsible for most of Marvel's characters. So a lot of a lot of the Marvel characters we see kind of upheld these values in a sense, and I think we see that the most in Captain America and probably Spider Man too, I would say. But we see kind of Captain America as a kind of as a figure and a representation of these values what would you say
0: that captain america's weakness is because every good superhero has one whether it's kryptonite or the humanity of being human like i think iron man like he he suffers from PTSD and the limitations of being human. Captain Marvel doesn't suffer from anything except <laughs> masculinity and the patriarchy. Those are her weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> what is Captain America's weakness?
1: I would say his weakness is the grey if that oh, makes so. sense.
0: Hmm. In the sense Oh, I get it. Yeah, he's Go. got
1: this quote from Winter Soldier where he says,
0: "For as long as I can remember, I just wanted to do what was right." I guess I'm not quite sure what that is anymore
1: i think when he doesn't know what right is that's his weakness you know we see that through winter soldier and civil war he's just conflicted and split apart the whole time and he i mean he's trying to do his best to kind of continue to uphold these moral values but it's really hard to see what those are
0: that's a good point like his own morality the things that the thing that makes him the superhero outside of the super serum is also his weakness it's a double-edged sword one thing about him is that he always tries to do what's right like even he doesn't really take sides in the sense that when he feels like his government, the US military or S.H.I.E.L.D. or whoever is his boss, isn't doing things right, he will leave them. And that's kind mm. of the conflict of civil war. Even a little bit in Winter Soldier of the people he thought were on his side actually aren't. So he's willing to ditch everything for his moral code. And that's that's what makes him attractive in his own sense. And an I didn't mean attractive, as in Chris Evans is <laughs> fit and handsome. I mean, <laughs> I think a lot of people will attribute why they like Captain America to how buff he is, and Chris Evans has <laughs> done great to to make a to be a big guy and and build muscle and all that. But the, the character he plays, I think, is way more important to who Steve Rogers is, and when you see that before he gets the Super Soldier Serum, the the weird and actually not so weird CGI. I think people attribute weird cgi in the first avenger to having a concept of what chris evans looks like now and what he'll look like for the rest of the movie i think it looks really good head replacement is can be pretty difficult but they did it really well for the time for the year that it came out it's just an uncanny valley in not in the sense that it was bad like you would attribute most uncanny valleys to but just that you think chris evans should be bigger and he's not and that was whatever was better than black adam You remember when Um, they put
1: dwayne johnson's head on the little guy
0: yeah, that was that didn't I, out I don't really. know. I think it I think it was similar. It did have a little bit more floating in. But then again, that came out like what, fifteen Maybe. years after the first Avenger. Like they had time to improve it and they didn't really. But besides that, Steve Rogers shows that he's a good man before he gets the Super Soldier serum. And that's the moral conflict in the first Avenger, where Erskine is trying to find the perfect candidate and mm-hmm. the general is all about pick that guy. He's the he's the buff one and Erskine is like, I need a good man. <laughs> Whatever happens tomorrow, you must promise me one thing. That you will stay who you are.
1: Not a perfect soldier, but a good
0: man. Yeah, it's not about being a perfect soldier or being the one who looks the best. That plays into the prophet Samuel back in the Old Testament trying to find a new king to replace Saul. Mm. He goes to Jesse's sons and is like, man. This guy looks the part. He looks like he could be a king. And God says, nope, I can see his heart. He's not fit. Mm. He will not lead well. And he does that for all of Jesse's sons. And he finally gets to David, who's out in the field. Doesn't He's not even with his family. I don't know if that was because of his father's orders or just because he would rather be in the peace of the field with his sh- sheep than in the craziness of the city or the town wherever in, in Bethlehem. And more than that, David was a man after God's own heart. And actually, I want to share one of my favorite musical soundtracks and this didn't make it into the uh, <laughs> best soundtracks uh, episode, but one of the musicals that I was able to see a number of years ago and I still listen to the soundtrack over and over again is the David musical from Sight and Sound Theater. I it has that, yeah. some great verses Versions of Psalms put to Mm. song. It also has it it tells a great story of David and Saul as well. My sister actually got to intern down sight and sound for their Esther production this summer, which was great. That was an experience for her. But for the David production, it it showed the differences between Saul and when he messed up, he would he would hold tighter to the crown to be king. He didn't want to let that go, no matter how much he messed up or how many problems were around him he needed to be king and Mm. when david messed up he immediately let that crown go and said i don't deserve i feel like i've tarnished this crown is what one of his lines and that's just the humility where yes he's gonna mess up a man after god's own heart does not mean he's perfect it just means that he's flawed and yet his heart is the right direction to say god forgive me and that's what made David a great king. Coming back to Captain America. That was a great analogy. <laughs> I,
1: really, I really like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I love that show, man. All of the sight and sound stuff is amazing. Back to Captain America. He is also the humble nature for mm. a person, for a character. He did not like being the show face. I don't know a better way to say that. For... army he didn't want to be an actor and honestly who made that call who decided that they were going to give (laughs) a guy super soldier serum and he was super strong stronger than anyone could ever be and put him on a stage that Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's good for the story but it doesn't make any sense like why did they do that anyway well i think it makes
1: i think the uh, plan was to make more Super soldier, so they didn't want to lose their one guy after they lost the serum. So then, so then the one guy was like, "Hey, I got something you can do." So and that's why he yeah. was dancing. So
0: well, I he, his going rogue was even. I guess I was attributing his when things don't go right with the people he's working with that he then he goes and does what is right on his own. I connected that with like Winter Soldier when Shield was being infiltrated and and hacked or whatever. It actually happens in the First Avenger where they're telling him you need to be on stage you need to do this many shows and he's like i can't do this i am better utilized out in the field let me go save these men and so he does that and then he becomes a war hero but yeah he's he's keen on doing he's not even keen on doing good he just does good and like i said before he you never question that he's going to make the wrong move except i wanted to bring this up except for one comic run where he's actually a Hydra agent, and he says "Hail Hydra," and that blew people's minds. But I think that's a rare, <laughs> a rare example of twist, yep. doing a doing a plot twist that no one expects, because that's his character's to do good and not to be on the wrong side of the equation.
1: You know, he's not looking out for himself; he's looking out for everyone, and it was easy for him to do that for a while. His country and the government, because he saw that they were looking out for everyone. But then, you know, we get to Winter Soldier, and he's like, "Oh, wait, maybe the government's not always on the side of everyone." So then, that's where he has to kind of stand his ground and say, like, "Hey, this is wrong." That's where his own moral code is above the moral code of his government and his country, and he needs to fight for what he believes in rather than the his even in his country, in that sense.
0: I also think, as as humble as he is. He can be prideful to say that he's his own moral compass and yet that's not a problem. He's not prideful and he just he just is yeah. and everyone assumes he is and he just does what he thinks is right, which usually is right. So you could attribute that to pride and saying, I know better than all of you, sure. but because his heart is so accurate towards what is right and good, you usually don't worry about it. One of the big inspirations for this whole podcast was from a, a famous... Apologist named Frank Turek, who released a book called Hollywood Heroes and walked through why a lot of the superheroes in modern media and who have their own movies and all that are so popular and and how we can find the gospel message in their stories. That's that's kind of this podcast was kind of a branch of that and and pursuing that further. Whereas that was just a one-off book for him. I wanted to explore that further in other movies. And that's why we have this podcast. But Frank Turek is an amazing apologist. And I, I really like that book. I love listening to all the podcasts he was on talking about that. He makes a lot of the same... Uh, I say he makes a lot of the same points. I stole a lot of the same points <laughs> that he had um, to show how... We can use the character of Captain America to continue to talk to our friends about when, in Endgame, when Cap is standing in front of the thousands, if not millions, of bad guys that Thanos has gathered, ready to take them all on as one man. How? Why does that resonate with us? Why is he ready to... Why is his willingness to sacrifice enact such an emotional response from us why does that feel like such an epic scene and it's because the the need for a savior is so great within our hearts to want to be saved from this broken world and to have a character who will always do what's right and always lay down his life before others that he he says that to vision he says we don't trade lives here he is willing to to protect the ones who are more important. In that case, it was Vision who had the Mindstone Cap was ready to sacrifice himself to protect Vision, who wasn't even a person. But that, that sacrifice play, and I think we probably talked about this in the Iron Man episode, that resonates with us because we want to be saved from this fallen world. And when he does that, or at least his heart is pointed towards that. That's when not only do we understand it's a cool moment thematically and story-wise, but it's also talking to our spirits. It's a it's a moment that is more spiritual than we realize. And those moments are the ones we need to be talking about.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting that we talked about Daredevil a few weeks ago. Because I think that what makes Daredevil great is that he's a complicated character in a complicated world. But I think what makes Captain America really interesting is that he's, you know, a simple man in a complicated world. Hmm. Yeah. You know, even though Daredevil's or Matt Murdock's got this deep Catholic background, you know, he will still choose his own way over the right way sometimes. I mean, just watch season two. Captain America, he's he's always going to do what's right. Always. I mean, that's why that's why we see him standing alone against Thanos and his full forces, and that's why we see him defending Bucky in Civil War, and that's why even back to First Avenger, that's why we see him standing up to the bully before he before he even had the serum because he's always going to do what's right. When the First Avenger's movie, Colson has his quote, where you know they're talking about his uniform, and he says,
0: "Everything that's happening." The things that are about to come to light, people might just need a little old-fashioned.
1: And I think that's that's Captain America altogether, yeah. is that he's old-fashioned and stands true to his values, and that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it might seem old-fashioned and outdated at points, but it's still like what he holds true to.
0: Old fashion isn't bad, but I think he also he also can fall back into old fashion is the only way, not necessarily mm-hmm. because he he knows he's living in a new era, but I don't know, even when it comes to like how churches operate and how a service should run, like you have the people who are hymns only, you have the people who oh, are yeah. modern music only. Like neither is right or wrong. It's a mix. Like at least for me That's my personal belief is it makes us good. And I don't think we should be offended when someone wants it the old fashioned way and someone wants it the new way. And more times than not, it's not right or wrong to go one way or the other. But yeah, he's, that's something that Cap brings to the Avengers is the opposite of Tony, where Tony is up to date with everything and having the new technology and his Iron Man suit. And Cap is just, he's got a shield. It's trustworthy. His good old shield and (laughs) the friends we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's not it's not bad it's not for tony it's not you can't write tony's character to be like that Mm -hmm. that's why you have captain america i want to ask where does the winter soldier rank on your best marvel movies
1: best uh either two or three i would say
0: yeah what's number one i'm curious infinity war yeah Yeah. i want man we need to talk about those why have we put that off for so long (laughs) i'll get that on the list yeah What's, Winter Soldier where does it which fit in yours I think it's probably two and I don't even know what number one is but I feel like it it's not quite a number one it's you, you bring up Infinity War because if if I were to put that high it'd be because it ends on a loss and we can talk about that another time but the Winter Soldier had a lot of good it had amazing fight choreography I loved watching those fights especially oh, the hand-to-hand yeah. with Bucky I wish it wasn't such a almost canon event that Bucky is the Winter Soldier because then it would have been more of a surprise and maybe it was for people who don't know the comics but bringing him back is not wrong or bad actually let's talk about that for a sec why is it okay to bring bucky back from the dead after our fake out in a first avenger and not okay for other characters to come back from the dead and i have my answer i just want to see if you know it
1: wow why is it okay to? well i think it's kind of what it does for steve and his character in a sense that he's oh, i don't even know where i'm going with this why is it i just think you know what it, it provided interesting an interesting storytelling element for steve just to have him see this this dear friend of his being this assassin that he has to stop it yeah. adds a lot of tension and conflict to his character
0: yeah that was the the whole point of the winter soldier movie i would say it's okay to bring back a character like bucky from the dead after you know he fell off a cliff in the first avenger because that's the reality of that universe the whole character of captain america is he fought in world war ii he was frozen in ice which somehow stopped him from aging and he woke up in 2012 or whatever year it was that is just something you're supposed to take as reality for them that's part of their world building where it doesn't happen that way here and that's just one little tweak to their world that is different and so then you can do the same for bucky and say that hydra found him fixed him froze him and then brought him back to fight his equal who isn't quite his equal because bucky was brainwashed and cap was not but you get my point it's because yeah. that's the reality of their universe and yet it's it's also just not bringing someone back from the dead like right now there were rumors that they were going to bring back Tony Stark and the original six for another <laughs> Avengers film. I don't know what to believe anymore because I also it's heard so reports bad. that those are false. Variety is a top notch yeah. publisher, but why would they post that if they don't know it's true? But then Disney came out and said it wasn't true. I don't know. <laughs> they can't just bring Tony Stark back from the dead. He is dead. No. Bucky was not dead. Mm-hmm. He was severely damaged. And because of this universe, like freezing time on these people to, to make them be in hypersleep, basically that's the reality. Not just bringing people back from because Bucky mm-hmm. didn't die. So it's it's more of a, it's more of a, um, actually of the, of the world (laughs) and not, not just the thematic thing that they're playing. It's also obviously happened in the comics. So it's not like they shouldn't do that.
1: And I mean, Bucky's sacrifice wasn't big and world altering either, which I think is kind of what the difference is. You know, we didn't, we didn't see him over 10 years. Then he died and came back. know, he died in this first movie and then came back. So I think there's kind of a difference there in how it played out. So
0: Yeah, I I think it's surprising how much morality is talked about in the Captain America movies, and that has to do with Mm -hmm. his moral compass. His thinking about Civil War and how some of the cooler lines that he has is not the quips during a fight. It's Mm -hmm. him sitting in that office, that complex, and talking it out with Tony. Those were cool, and yet because it shows his character – even more, especially in this modern age of understanding that the government is trying to kind of control everything, blah, 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 that that talking point. And he also, which I don't know which movie, oh, I think it was in just the Avengers movie, where he says, The last
1: time I was in Germany and saw a man standing above everybody else, we ended up disagreeing. Because he, oh, yeah. he has
0: that context of World War II and mm-hmm. the atrocities that happened then. He's, he's not... He's seen it firsthand, it's not just a fact in a history book. And so he's he's again all for the right play, the the good path. And that's why he understands that I don't want to get too political. He understands that bigger government having more control over the things that individuals should have control over is bad. And he gets the the individualism of the Avengers, even if they're a team and they have people working for them and and their own individuality, like that needs to be kept intact for them to do what they do it's just tough <laughs> i i don't think civil war gets enough credit and it's it's good it's kind of stupid that it's avengers 2.5 but it has a lot of good commentary on on can you trust these yeah. types of people with the powers that they have or are they i think they they could have if they knew what they were going to do with wanda and i i don't really like everything about wanda vision and dr strange in the multiverse of madness but having her be on team cap and being on the good side with cap arguing for individuality for the avengers then her playing into her storyline of eventually going rogue and being a villain with her powers and not being good like Cap does. I think that could have been interesting if they plan- if they planned it out more.
1: Yeah, I think it's really interesting. You know, going into Civil War, before like phase two, you know, Captain America and his moral code kind of kept him close with the government in Tony Stark's arrogance kind of kept him away from the government. Captain America sees what the government can do and what they want to do, and he says, oh, that's not right. So then he is more hesitant, and he decides against the Sokovia Accords in Civil War. And Iron Man seeing what can be done with his suits and with his tech. And Iron Man 3 decides that there needs to be a bigger role from the government. So that's why he ultimately decides to be for the Sokovia Accords.
0: I guess we kind of already talked about his role in Infinity War. Because there are a lot of people in Infinity War. I feel like he doesn't actually do much in the Avengers movies. You know what I mean? More or less. I would say in the first Avengers, you have that spat between Tony and Cap where Thor is an alien, more or less. He doesn't know what's going on. Natasha just kind of stands there. And then Tony and Steve are in a yelling match, which is iconic. And yet Steve gets it. His line is, Big man in a suit of armor. Take that off. What are you?
1: Genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. I know guys with none of that worth 10 of you.
0: Even though Tony responds with a quip, Cap understands that it's the man, it's the character behind the powers that make the hero.
1: And it was interesting to see Tony learn that in Iron Man three afterwards. Then
0: yeah, it does. Like I think that's the the arc of Iron Man three is no matter how many suits you have, no matter how many different things it can do. Even though that was the cool part of Iron Man three of, of all the different variations of suits, it doesn't make you any better of a hero. It's it's who you mm-hmm. are that it's who you are outside of that construct that makes mm-hmm. it attractive. And and who you are is it out of character for Cap at the end of Endgame to go. And however it happened there is debates on how it happened and if it was actually mm. follows the rules of the universe to go and live a life with Peggy because he's so selfless and yet in that mm. one moment he did his duty he went and delivered the stones back again however that happened it happened off screen and doesn't work with the rules of the universe but we're gonna look over that and then he goes and lives a whole life with Peggy that's very selfish. But it's almost like he deserves
1: to do that after a whole career of being selfless. Captain America, Steve Rogers, lived a selfless life and then kind of ended it with a deserved selfish act.
0: Here's something that pertains to the future of the MCU. And we love talking about that here. (laughs) It doesn't sit well with me that Sam is taking the mantle of Captain America. Really? Only because I don't think Captain America is a mantle to be passed to other people. Mm. I think Captain America is Steve Rogers as the person Mm. not to say that Sam doesn't isn't a good candidate if it was the mantle to be passed along. Mm -hmm. But I I almost feel like it's a, a Robin Nightwing situation, I would say I don't exactly know how that all worked, but how Nightwing became his own person and his own character. And didn't continue to be Robin. And having Captain America 4 be about Sam and not Steve Rogers is interesting to me only because I feel like that's how trilogies work for one as a technicality. And also I just feel like the Captain America mantle is belongs to Steve and can't be replicated with another person like Mm -hmm. sam is a good candidate he's a good quote-unquote good person but also none of us are good (laughs) we're all we're all sinners but besides that he he doesn't have the same qualities as steve he can be falcon with the cap shield and the cap branding but i don't i don't think he can be the second captain america maybe Mm -hmm. i'm wrong tell me i'm wrong if i am
1: well i think steve's Saw in Sam, what Erskine saw in him, which is ultimately a good man and not a perfect soldier. And I think that's kind of what Falcon and the Winter Soldier was about. I mean, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is okay. That's where I would put it. (laughs) But, you know, we, we do see Sam Wilson as this good man and John Walker as the perfect soldier. And we see why. It's more important to have that good man in the role than the perfect soldier.
0: So I, I honestly mean...
1: forgot about that.
0: I <laughs> forgot about the Falcon and Winter Soldier because it was uh, <laughs> rebranded at the very end to Captain America or whatever, whatever the, whatever the final credits were. But yeah, that the John Walker character is obviously the good soldier. What would happen if the Captain America mantle had been given to somebody who looked the part? And that was almost scary because that was one of the at that time one of the most gruesome scenes we'd had from Marvel at that point, where Walker beat up a guy to to death because he was angry and he wasn't a good man. He let his emotions take him. And that is why then Sam deserved the shield and the mantle. But I still don't think that that is a is a costume piece or design mm. that can just be passed around like the Robin outfit or like the, the the name Robin in 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 Batman's universe. Well, the name Robin got passed around quite a bit. That's what I'm saying is that Robin was held by multiple different guys. And that's different than what I believe the Captain America character should be. And I'm willing to be, to to have somebody prove me wrong, but I think that's where I stand right now.
1: I don't want to say like, just because the comics did it, it's right. But yeah, (laughs) I I don't know. I just think Sam Wilson, you know, he, I would say he deserves it. He deserves Mm -hmm. that role as Captain America. I think, I mean, it was, it was Steve's choice to let him be Captain America. For sure. Like in the canon. But yeah, it's. I think Captain or Steve Rogers still saw the need for a Captain America in the world. Mm-hmm. And you know, he, he was ready to hang up the shield, I guess, so he wanted to find someone to pass that on to and he saw everything that he wanted in Sam.
0: Yeah, you make a good point that Steve saw in Sam what Erskine saw in Steve. I, I, I don't wanna say that's a hundred percent because Sam is a good person. I don't know that he's throw himself on a grenade for someone Mm. else and maybe that's just a a lack of depth of the character that we haven't gotten yet and maybe we'll get in probably not i was about to say we might get it in captain america 4 but unless marvel makes it good we never know probably not they're gonna make it all about his skin color but (laughs) the at least in the moment of watching endgame i think the finish the final say in the captain america steve rogers storyline was really really wholesome especially being the final thing you see at the end of endgame being getting what he deserved if you can call it deserved is a beautiful moment and understanding that he's he's been the good guy this whole time now living for others and now he gets to live for himself, mm-hmm. I think is a great finish to the character, and especially seeing him as an old man being mm-hmm. having completed his life and having loved taking this change to be his own man for a little bit. To focus on him and Becky. Very, very thematic and and beautiful.
1: I guess kind of going back to what you were saying about, you know, he is who he is on the inside. You know, whenever we see Steve Rogers introduce himself to someone, he always, you know, he says, I'm Steve Rogers. I'm the kid from Brooklyn. In Falcon and their Soldier, when John Walker introduces himself, it's it's always, I'm Captain America. I'm Mm. Captain America. You know, Steve, you know, wherever he is and whatever he's doing, he's always still that kid from Brooklyn just trying to do what's right give me a thought on that
0: i think that's an interesting point to the man steve was the character john walker felt that he needed to play and the man that steve sought in sam and i don't know what that is i'm just gonna leave it at that but yes john walker was thought that he could be captain america by just wearing the suit and carrying the shield and that's not how that worked i think falcon and winter soldier had a lot of good points when it came to the mantle of captain america especially when it got to the super soldier serum part and it just amplifies what is already the core of what people are Mm -hmm. and walker was an angry man and it just made him more angry but yet sam didn't take it so it's again it's not the super soldier serum that or the shield that make Mm -hmm. you cap it's who you are and i'm not saying we should learn from steve rogers what is good and what is bad we should be learning that from the (laughs) bible but (laughs) jesus from jesus but he seems to embody it pretty well And yet he misses the mark so many people will do good things and even those good deeds are counted as dirty rags just like the bible says and steve can do good things for good reasons but without god it's meaningless and that's i think Mm -hmm. that's the summation of this whole conversation about him is it's pointless without christ at the center of it having evil to fight means that there is good and if you know it's evil the opposite of that is good and that's what Captain America is supposed to embody. And yet it's also an argument for biblical truth, biblical justice, biblical righteousness, and the truth that is found in Jesus and his word.
1: Just These are just kind of some thoughts about kind of Sam Wilson and phase four. I think, you know, in the Infinity Saga, we never went like two or three movies without seeing Steve Rogers, right? And I think...
0: Even if it's a low-key... Of... Even if it's Loki-ish, <laughs> changing into him for one <laughs> scene.
1: Even if it's that, you know, but we've only seen Sam Wilson once since Phase 4 started. That mm. was in his own show. I think we should have seen him more. I mean, they really should have given him the role that, you know, Captain America is meant to have. I would even like to see him, like, pop up in, like, after-credit scenes and, like, Shang-Chi and moon knight you know trying to put together a new team of avengers but oh
0: well i don't know the future of marvel is so whack i will save that for another episode thank you everybody so much for listening or watching be sure to follow us on all our socials join our discord and share this podcast with your friends so we can get the word out about all the great conversations that go on here until next time know that you are loved god bless merry christmas